Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Entrepreneurship 101. I'm here with Peter again. Peter, how are you doing today? I'm good, Alex. Thank you for asking. And thank you all for listening in, joining in uh, to another episode of Entrepreneurship 101. Entrepreneurship 101 is a podcast from the Abington Launchbox that we do weekly. Thanks to Alex and his production talents, we can now bring this to you weekly on all kinds of streaming platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And every week on Entrepreneurship 101, we cover three topics just for 101 seconds. Those topics are related to entrepreneurship, creativity, innovation, communication, leadership in general. And they're not controversial topics, but we like to have different guests on so that we get different perspectives and hear how these things might impact our worlds differently um, as we all have new and unique experiences with how we navigate our world. So let's get started. What are some of our topics today? Alex, you can kick us off with the first topic and I'll, I'll try to respond for you. Yeah, so we actually have three topics today to discuss and we'll have uh, each have 101 seconds to respond. But Peter, I just want to ask you, what are some resources students can use if they are interested in like entrepreneurship or just anything business related on campus here? Or, sure. and, or if you're a Penn State student? Sure. Um, thanks. And uh, so I'll, I'll start with my 101 seconds and I'm, I'm going to be super biased at the start because that's how things tend to be. Um, so the Launchbox is a place that is available to students at campuses all across the Penn State system. So Invent Penn State is an initiative at University Park that again seeks to support entrepreneurship, creativity, innovation. They have innovation hubs at almost all of the campuses. So there's 21 innovation hubs that carry out that mission. At Abington, we have our launch box. So we do podcasts, we do uh, workshops, events. So some of it's on YouTube. We used to do some of these things live, but a lot of it's moved virtual. But there's all kinds of other support. Even if you're not on campus, we have small business development centers in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, so there's Temple, there's Widener University in the Philadelphia region. Uh, but you can get out uh, even to the to the west side, Gannon up in Year, up in Erie, uh, University of Pittsburgh, Penn State uh, at University Park has a, a small business development center. SCORE is another organization that is funded by the Small Business Administration, and SCORE provides leadership, guidance, mentorship to people starting businesses, and uh, also on campus. So if you are a Penn State student, just our library is a great resource. We have incredible databases with all kinds of research support that will help you make sense of your business ideas. We have resources like LinkedIn Learning. So any Penn State student has full access to LinkedIn Learning free of charge. You can take courses and learn. And Penn State also offers Adobe Creative Cloud. So if you're a Penn State student, you get that for free. Make videos, make music, make great stuff. All right, so I went over 101, I'm sorry. But Alex, what? so that those are some of my thoughts. What, how do you see the uh, support system and ecosystem in and around Penn State for, for entrepreneurs? What are some things you, you see? Well, I like what you actually said about the library resources. I actually use them a lot. I think they're underutilized, and I think it's a great idea for students to go on the library resources, especially on the entrepreneurship. There's so many resources, and they list them all perfectly. And like, not to be biased, like you said, but us as a resource will help you guide and launch your idea and be a mentor to you. But there's also plenty of resources at Penn State and across all campuses, all the Commonwealth campus. Um, every campus like us has their own launch box and other 
um, business-related resources. Um, University Park has lots of those resources, but that's it's also great that Commonwealth students have access to some of these University Park uh, resources. Uh, one resource I like is Event Penn State. Uh, their, re their website has a resource navigator, and you can see what resources you'll be interested in, and they have a great layout. Uh, they have like accelerators, incubators, workshops, uh, see how you get funding. It's really great. And you can also navigate to see uh, which startups were started by Penn State students or alums. So you can navigate which startups or what startups has success. So it's pretty cool to see the success from other students and what they're creating. Uh, there are also many resources outside of Penn State. Uh, for example, like you said, the score mentor, uh, I, I actually met with my score mentor a month ago. I think it's great. Uh, but we just, we met once we talked about the business model canvas, got an ideas together. We basically just brainstormed, but I think the mentors are great because they have a lot of experience. I mean, they can help guide you through, uh, your challenges. So I think the score mentor is great for an outside resource. Good. All right, and there's your 101, and you're right, I, I could probably keep going on. I could take another 101 to talk about things like makerspaces, um, talk about all these different things that we have going on on campus, including, like you mentioned, Invent Penn State. So we have um, law clinics. We have all kinds of different resources. So one place you can go to even get started is just visit the Abington Launchbox website, which is abington.launchbox.psu.edu and check out some of the different services, events, and activities. And if you have questions, you can always reach out, leave a comment on one of the platforms where you're listening, and we'll get back to you even with some links to help direct you to some of the resources that are out there. Uh, so I'm going to jump into topic number two, and I'm going to ask Alex, uh, your 101 seconds, I'm going to start with this, which is, uh, what are your preferences? You're, you're in college, you're getting your degree, so w we know that you have intentions of doing good things, right? You're going to get this degree and go off and do something. But would you rather work at a startup or would you rather work for a well-established company? And and maybe give me some why. Is it, is it the environment that you want to be in where, where startup, we, we had a speaker last night in talking about how learning in a startup you is almost like 500% faster. Um, or is it the stability maybe from a well-established company? So as you graduate, Alex, I'm going to ask you individually, what would you prefer startup or well-established company your 101 starts right now yeah thank you peter i mean it's a very hard question but in my opinion i would actually probably work for a startup over a well-established company uh, i probably would not work for a brand new startup that just started but a startup that probably has traction or i believe in or their values align with my values but i i would definitely want to see them have some traction and be somewhat established but I feel starting your professional career in a startup may be difficult. Like the uh, the speaker said before um, last night, that it's very fast paced, and you, like you mentioned, it's very fast paced. You have to be on top of your game, but you learn a lot through that and that from that experience. So, so speaking for myself, I think I would gravitate more to working at a startup than over a well established uh, company or business. But I also feel it would be a great experience to work at a well-established company first right out of college to set your feet and then move those values of what you learn from a well-established company to a startup or, or explore other things. Um, I also feel starting your professional career at a startup like I would probably lean more towards. Um, I think it's great 
because it'll give you reality and um, see see like where you are and basically see like I don't know just see where you're at but well-established companies also have great resources too uh, so that might be good if you want to get a higher education or MBA they can pay for it and etc all right, cool. That's 101 seconds, and uh, I'll give my response. And I, I don't, I also don't know the answer. So um, I'm going to try to to say like, what what are my thoughts? And and they're mixed. So I and I think it's also changed for me over time. So I agree. I think when I when I graduated college, um, I think I was looking for stability. Right? There was kind of that. Who am I? I, I graduated, and my my entire life I had an identity as a student right from kindergarten through finishing college and all of a sudden you graduate college which is like this big moment and you're like oh wait the thing that I have been for the past 20 some years of my life I'm no longer a student and I didn't know what I was or what I was supposed to be so honestly right after college I don't know that I would have been prepared to go work for a startup um, so I, I really was looking for some of that stability as time went on um, I was looking for more of, of that kind of fast-paced experience where I, I think I was building good skills, I was building talent, but also at the same time, I didn't have enough places or spaces where I, I could really exercise and try to use some of those skill sets. So I, I wound up doing some things, independent contracting, working for um, uh, some different agencies, going around doing um, curriculum development, training programs. And, and while that's probably not an entrepreneurial endeavor, it was self-employment work for me and those are the things that I remember the most. The, that period of time, probably about five or six years where I was doing that regularly, I remember so much about that time. It's very vivid in my mind, and I think it is because of that pace. It was rapid. But I also want to say it's culture. So you can work for a startup that doesn't have that culture where learning is part of it. And you can also work for a well-established company that has a similar culture where it's fast-paced, supportive, and energizing. So to me... Uh, I now look for more of the culture fit. All right. Yeah, I went I way over 100. I like what you said there. But, yeah, I totally agree. You want to do a, a call to action, tell people, you know, what, what to do with this? Yeah, sure. Uh, thank you guys for watching again. I don't forget to subscribe if you're listening to this on YouTube. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated. We're always looking for guests. So if you know someone or you think you're going to be a good candidate, uh, please let us know. You can contact us at abington.com launchbox.psu.edu and thank you again for watching all right and then uh we're gonna jump in this is it third and final topic um i guess alex you're gonna ask me and then i'll, I'll give you the final word on this but uh, you want to want to kick off our final topic of the day yeah for our last topic peter i just want to ask you uh what's your thoughts on side hustles and do you think side hustles can eventually turn into real businesses you have 101 seconds all right um i do so let me take 101 so Again, I, I think I, I say this probably for almost all the questions. So I have kind of split feelings on this. And I'll start with just the, the general concept, side hustles. I think everyone is an expert at something, which means everyone should have a side hustle. So whether it's you're great at art, you're great at music, you're great at um, setting up live streams, whatever it is, my guess is you're an expert at something and odds are it's not the thing that you do for your main job. So I think everyone has a skill, a talent, of value that could also be um, a side hustle. And I, I think people should do that. How does it happen? 
Sometimes it's purposeful where you, you actually go out, you set up an Etsy page maybe and, and start selling your stuff. Sometimes you just get pulled into it where someone says, Hey, you know what? I have a problem with my website. Can you help me out? And next thing you know, you're doing independent contracting work as a, as a web uh, support, whatever that might be. So it happens those ways, but you have to let people know what you're good at, what you're talented at, which means putting that on your profiles, whether it's on LinkedIn, um, Entra, the, the social media platform that we, we've had on our show recently, uh, anywhere, tell people that you do this stuff. Uh, so I think it, and I also do think it can turn into an actual business. I think any business of any size is an actual business. I think it can also grow into your main job. Now, I'm going to take what, what I have left, 20 seconds to talk about my problem with side hustle is it kind of diminishes what is happening. We live in a world where you need to have a regular job and a side job for many people to thrive in this world. I have a problem with that and I think it should be counted as more of a secondary job as opposed to a side hustle seems trivial, uh, almost fun. For many, this is a requirement to, to live a life in 2021 and I think we should celebrate that as they are an entrepreneur, full-fledged entrepreneur. And I went way over 101, but that's what I think. I think a side hustle is as entrepreneurial as somebody doing it full-time and a side hustle should be counted the same way. All right, back over to you, Huck. So sorry, I took, I probably took all of your time. I'm going to give you a full 101 seconds as we wrap up. What are your thoughts on side hustles? Well, good, but I totally have to agree. I mean, I think side hustles have uh, start with something you're good at. I mean, there's people that work in a field, but are also um, experts at another thing or other things that don't pertain to their field of study or what they do for their job. And it just basically becomes secondhand nature to them, these, these skills and their side hustle. So I think to have a successful side hustle, I feel you, you need to have like a competitive advantage over your competition, that being another person, a business, anybody. Uh, that advantage can just be more passion or uh, emotional connection or you're just more curious to learn. So it, so it could be anything, but you just I feel like you need to differentiate, differentiate your, yourself with the competition and make yourself stand out. Uh, I feel students have the best opportunity to actually explore side hustles and uh, explore what they're good at and see if they can create a side hustle through their skills. Uh, so I also do think side hustles can turn into real businesses. Um, for example, if you're a graphic designer or studying graphic design and you make logos for businesses, uh, you can make businesses or logos for businesses locally, and that could turn into a real business or a nice side income for you or to support you as a student because some students need uh, a job, but they don't have time for a job. So they might resort to a side hustle and make money on their own time and so, but it also could turn into a real business or your majority income after you graduate uh, college or after you're a student. So I think side hustles can turn into real businesses. Cool. All right. That's 101. That's three topics. That's Alex Angermeyer, our producer. I'm Peter Hornberg, the director of the Abington Launchbox. And if you want to check out a side hustle, you want to check out a second business, a third business, your first business, doesn't matter. You can look to us for some of those resources to help get started. That's abington.launchbox.psu.edu. You can find our podcasts, our videos, our streams on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And we're, we're exploring some other outlets that uh, maybe in a few weeks, we've got some new spaces that might be coming out here. 
So we're trying to innovate, we're trying to grow, uh, but we're also trying to be as supportive and accessible to the entrepreneurial community in and around Penn State, Penn State Abington as we can. And much of that I, I owe thanks to Alex for his work as a, a great producer. And um, we've got great things to come. So Alex, I'll, I'll turn it over to you for final thoughts for this week's episode and we'll, we'll wrap for the day. It was a great episode. Thank you guys for watching and uh, stay tuned. All right, we'll see you all next time. Bye.